What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 193. Today, we're talking about The Devil All the Time on Netflix and the first half of Lovecraft Country on HBO. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. And it's me, Roger Stillian. Roger, we're flying the, just the two of us today, man. Sure. Chris was... I just can make it up a story. He was... I don't know. He's just not here. I couldn't think of a fun story. Nope. He's not here. He's abducted by aliens. We'll just go with that. All right, Roger. What's going on this week, man? Nothing. Nothing new? Work. You do the same thing week in, week out. You tell me there's nothing new this week that was not last week. I made some candles. I mean, okay. It makes for great radio. You have some uh, some good some good uh, flavors, some aromas. You don't eat there. candles. Thank you. Aromas, I meant. Yes, of course. What are, the, what are the aromas? Only the best. Like what? I made some Christmas candles. There's one. Sweet scent of hot chocolate, pine. Peppermint? No peppermint this time. That's a very Christmassy smell. I mean, peppermint's a smell for the whole year round. Mm. Starbucks would disagree, but... That's fine. I don't care about Starbucks. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. All right. What else is going on, Roger? Anything? Um... Did you win the lottery this week? No. Yeah, I did play a bunch of Roller Coaster Tycoon. That's a, that's you know, an old that's a fun game. I'm an adult man. Do you remember when you did you ever do the thing where you would like remove of some course. of the track? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then you would shoot it out and like when they went to the ocean, you just let them, let them walk around the just little the, square. Just they keep like let vomiting. it crash. Yeah. yeah, of course we all did that. That was a game far ahead of its time. I will. I say. mean, it's it's bad for business though in the roller coaster world. Yeah, that's one thing you don't want to happen is it breaks down. Well, that's a, that's a throwback to the 90s, my friend. Roller coaster. What, what what got you in Roller Coaster Tycoon? It's free on Epic Game Store. Oh, right fair now. enough. All right. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll play that. Fair enough. Good to visit the old memory lane. Sure. All right. This is episode 193 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each week at 5 a.m. on Podbean, each Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and now... Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain outcome releases, talk about some trailers, and then the movies of the week which we watched and have some things to say. Let's get into the box office. What do you think took number one, Roger, again? Mm, I wonder. The New Mutants, no. Mm. no, no, no. Tenet, bringing in 3.4 domestic, bringing its total to 283 million worldwide. It's still... So it's number one. It is number one. Sure, whatever, fine. But we're going to talk about a new story here in a minute. But that's number one. Number two, the New Mutants is still hanging on, but I don't know how. Bringing in one point one point one domestic, bringing its worldwide total to thirty eight point eight. That's just a shy below forty. Not great, Bob. Not great at all. Unhinged, bringing in an even one million domestic, bringing the worldwide to thirty one point seven million. Crazy Russell Crowe and the M. Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back brought in 908k <laughs> domestic, which brings its worldwide re-release total to 2.5 million. That's Good. not bad for them to re-release. <laughs> well, I mean, they got to put something in movies right now. Yeah. So, what and else you got to talk about in there? Yeah. Infidel okay. came in number five, 745k, bringing in its worldwide total make so far 2.6 million we just got that locally didn't we we did we're gonna watch that we're one gonna for talk next about week. that we're gonna talk about a movie in a movie theater mm. we've talked about three of them now after that'll be the third post covid right? yeah tenant oh unhinged yeah. tenant and now this okay. yep but that, that's the story for next week 
So not much going on in the box office. Still pretty low numbers. Not what you'd expect. I, I thought they'd be much higher by now, but again, that's just me. No. So I, I want to talk about that for just a second. So oh, we've talked about Broken Hearts Gallery, too, in the movie theater. Forgot about that. That wasn't even on your chart, though, was it? No, it wasn't last week either. That's the thing. Oh, goodness. I don't know. Um, so as you know, we've talked about for a while on this show, so movies are getting pulled back. Left and right. Nobody wants to be the person that puts a movie out in 2020. The remaining of a tenant not, tried. Not the big ones, anyway. No. So, but here's the thing. So, they're saying movie theaters are in trouble, right? They got to get people back in movie theaters. Well, you get that weird Catch-22 thing. No one's going to go back for the fourth week of Tenet. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. If you guys, if they don't give us something to go watch that's new... Or even remotely worth our time at this point, they're not going to go see it. So, I was just thinking about this this exact thing, having a conversation with people. You're not wrong about that, but movies like The Broken Hearts Gallery aren't a bad choice. No, it's not. But that's not enough to draw people in. Like I told you, there were six people at my movie when I saw Broken Hearts Gallery. Six. I was the only one. So, and so Chris yeah. said he was one of three. Yeah, so. so between the two of us, count the third one being my wife, or the four of us with my wife, she goes to all the movies with me, most, most of the movies with me, there were what? 11 people? So Opening you, week. for At least for our shows, and that's not good. So... Like, that's... But <sighs> if they keep pulling everything, like, is there anything slated to release this week? Anything? No, nothing. Oh, oh here, we'll, we'll, let's, let's look at it. So... This was the 23rd, which... So this Wednesday... would have been Greenland. It would have been Greenland, but so Friday, the well, what was supposed to come out was On the Basis of Sex, which is a re-release, and Kajillionaire, a movie you've probably not heard of. Um, and then three other ones that are very, severely limited or VOD. So f- October 2nd, which is next Friday, has nothing. Mm. And then the, the following Friday... Well, the following Wednesday, the 7th, has Hubby Halloween, the Adam Sandler Netflix movie. But that's movie. Netflix, so... But that'll be... That'll be done in a week. And then the, the Friday, October 9th, The War with Grandpa, which is the De Niro. But again, that's no one's going to go to that. No. So you're right. There is a catch-22 question there. Especially now AMC's asking themselves, how do we get people back in the theater? I say AMC because they're the biggest chain in the United States. How are we going to get people back in the theater without putting in movies that's with that, with, while still trying to convince companies it's okay to put their movie in the theater and not getting the box office they deserve? How do you do that? Do you just take a hit as AMC and say, look, uh, look, company, we're going to pay you this much money to release your movie in our theaters. Make up the back end, whatever you don't make. That's the thing. Do they have that kind of pool right now? I would doubt. Especially the poor showing they did when they foolishly acted like a child when those Universal movies trolls. and That was dumb. That was stupid. I mean, we did all but laugh at that. They would beg for Universal release right now. So you're right. So you sent me a te- uh, a story we t- we, that we briefly tweeted about during the week, but all the movies are now pulled. Pretty much all the big so movies. So we we had we'd had this running discussion here for weeks about Black Widow, about if it's the movie that stays pat, stands firm, uh, because this basically hinges Marvel's entire two years hinges on it, right? So this past what Wednesday, I think I sent you guys that. Yeah, they shifted. The next four Marvel movies all back. So, yeah. No well, not Marvel. just that. And then I dug into No Time to Die, Pixar, 
those are definitely going to move. The only reason they haven't moved, as my theory was, well, at least right now, I was confirming my theory is because it's just they have till no. I mean, it's just they're too far out to make a decision right now. But they're they're, they're not coming out. I don't think you're going to see anything big this year. I, I don't think, think you're going to see Wonder Woman. I don't think you're, you're you're going to see Coming to America or Dune. You're definitely not going to see Dune. That's way too big of a budget to, to, to lose hundreds of millions of dollars. So we're going to come back to the same circle we, we I thought we were done with talking about. Is there has to be another movie that comes out. Somebody has to be the first one again. Well. It ain't going to be War for Gran- War with Grandpa. No, it's not. It's Okay, so as of right now, the slated. As of right now, what I think, if nothing changes, then. But No Time to Die and Pixar's Soul are November 20th. They're still there. That's going to be. But they won't. Weekend, they won't the be there. The Bond movie is not going to come out 2020. Maybe Pixar does because it's going to pull. Maybe Pixar can take that hit and say, you know what? We'll be the only one in there for weeks. We'll get tons of box office exposure. Maybe. I mean, they I didn't just, do it for Milan. But they also learned lessons with Mulan and charging twenty nine ninety nine. Well, so that'll come be the next thing. <laughs> do we get Soul? Do we get that as a Disney Plus? It wouldn't, you know, if they did their Disney Plus marketing like we we have a monthly we'll subscription, it, ten bucks, ten, well, or make the movie nineteen ninety nine. I still think that's way too much money. Ten bucks that's is reasonable. Far more, Twenty bucks is far more palatable to me than thirty. I it think just is. what you said two weeks ago, fourteen ninety nine is a sweet spot. Yeah, but I'm, that's why I, yeah. I think if they went to nineteen ninety nine, like people wouldn't freak out too much about it, or just do different prices. See, I'm a little weirded out that they're not doing the. So you can get what is it what six ninety nine now if you sign up right now today it's six ninety nine something per, like per, that. per month. I would so is nine ninety nine too cheap to do. That's the tier well, one pricing. You you get all the movies on release day. If, if they raise that tier, I think that would be an incremental shift in their subscription services. They're not ready to do just because of this. Because the first chance they get to not have to put anything back there on paid VOD, they're going to do it. You know what I mean? So if you signed up for a nine ninety nine thing and you were supposed to get movies and they just stopped putting out new movies like that, I don't. So, so yeah, they, they got to have a schedule. For that, yeah. they, they would have to have a schedule. For I think you, it's sure. too early in their plan to run something like that, but. Even a tiered base, I think they'd probably just make. I think they'd rather just take the cash flow of hey, you want to watch it? It's twenty bucks or thirty bucks. Is I mean, for and then you, and then you get it tied to your account. You can watch yeah, whenever, whenever. It's you yours want. after that. So. We've talked about this a yeah. million times, but I just this is you know I thought we were headed back into, but then again, see here's the thing. I did some research today, and Florida is reopening at the at the time of this recording. Sunday tomorrow, Florida is supposed to just widely reopen a lot of things. So now Florida being a really hot spot for this stupid COVID thing, that'll be maybe a test ground. I know tons of things are headed back into production in Atlanta, although it's all pre-production. Um, I was talking to some shows, um, Doom Patrol. I'm talking to the, the accountant on Doom Patrol about going down there to work. Uh, again, he's like, I can't promise you it's going to get past prep. Nothing has gotten past prep, so, I mean, who knows? But as of right now, things are scheduled to start shooting again, but if that happens, who knows? But... I really hope, for the movie theater's sake, things don't go back into <laughs> quarantine. Because then Netflix and all the streaming services, just they just have, again, enjoyed ne- several more months of just un- unrivaled, you know. So, I want to talk about Netflix for a second. Give me Cobra Kai, you bastards. Give it to me. Isn't it up there? I just... It's- isn't it the tr- first two seasons were there. Okay, trending. Okay. Well, because remember, the first two seasons, they came from YouTube TV, so they bought them off of that. So they're gonna have oh, that's right. they're gonna have the think. third season on Netflix. Give it to me now, now. 
You heard now. it. You heard it here. Roger's pissed. Give it to now. us now. Now. It's been weeks. Give it to me. That was the very dad. Now. No, now. no. Dad, we can't. No, we're leaving now. now. <laughs> You've said that to me Get many times. Get in the many, goddamn car. <laughs> you said it to me many times at Marquis. <laughs> Clean the popper. Now. Alright, so you know the release schedule. Nothing's changed really much, except we did not get to have some Gerard Butler goodness this week. That's a shame. It could have been disaster, Phil. It was, uh, was going to be amazing. Going to be amazing. You know what sucks? is because, listen, I knew Greenland. Listen, I want to talk about Greenland for a second. Because I know it's going to be awful, and I'm going to love every second of it. It might not be that bad. I bet it's bad. But it's fun, and it's, it's visual fun to look at, listen, you know? As long as it's better than Geostorm. <laughs> Anything's better than Geostorm. Let's be honest about that. So, yeah. You know. Geostorm has at least had its, you know, had its no. laughing points. No, it was awful. It was awful, but it's, it's dumpster good, fire. It's good awful though. Dumpster fire. All right, let's look at the box office never changes. Let's, let's look at some some tra- trailers. The Trial of Chicago Seven, a big Netflix movie, which comes out in October. What do you think, Roger? Uh, I mean, looks great. Great cast. I mean, whatever. <laughs> we made the comment at the end of the trailer because we watched the trailer beforehand. Anytime when Eddie Redmayne is listed on the second page of the, the famous people they list in this movie, yeah. you know you got yourself a pretty good cast. Yeah, he's good. I don't think I've ever heard him with like a really strictly American accent either. He looks so young in he this does. movie too. I love I just rewatched um Les Mis from 2012, and he, man, he is a dynamo when it comes to singing. Holy mother. Les Mis stinks. Yeah, but you know what else was laughable? Why did Russell Crowe take that role? Why did he do that? The man cannot sing. I'll give you $30 million. Yeah. 30 million reasons why. <laughs> Russell Crowe, I love you, but you cannot sing, all right? You are my... If you if I had a man crush in the early 2000s for, for, for huge stars, you were probably it. But, man, you cannot sing. So, avoid those in the future. Thanks. I'm really excited for the trial of Chicago 7. Um, I, I like big production Netflix films. We're going to talk about one today in... I bet you it's a three-hour-long movie. Ooh, I mean, The Highwaymen was all of 240, Mudbound was 245. So assume it's 240, 245. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it looks... It, the, okay, so it's... The vibe is a little weird in the beginning, and then it kind of gets into the super, you know, emotional uh, side of it, the second half of the trailer. I think it'll be entertaining. you got a big cast, you got huge production value. Um, I, look, I'm just excited for it. I'm, I, I like big budget thing. That's my. That's where my heart is, is big budget films. So, even though they suck, we're looking at you, Jurassic Park, The Lost Kingdom, Fallen Kingdom. Jesus Christ, that was bad. All right. Thanks, man. All right, The Queen's Gambit with Anna Taylor-Joy. Another uh, Netflix show. Limited series. A miniseries, yeah. Limited series. I am. I like Anna Taylor-Joy. I think she's pretty good. What was the movie we just had with her, the third one, Glass? Oh. <laughs> she was in that. Well, she was, but that, let's just forget that ever happened. But Glass won't split. Split. She was in that. That wasn't her movie, though. That was mainly... McAvoy. McAvoy's movie. He did a fantastic job. But she was in it. She was great. I like to see young actors and actresses with promising talent. I just That's something I like to see. Because if, if they're good, then you keep getting them year after year. You keep, you're keep just like, oh, no, they're good. They can deliver. That's what I'm excited for. It's, it, it's a film about chess. Um, and apparently narcotics. Do you remember Searching for Bobby Fischer? Yeah. That was a, what, what, like mid-90s movie mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah. That's a pretty decent movie. I have that on VHS. I'll have you know. Okay. Not impressed? All no. right. No, thanks for not being impressed. Not one bit. And rounding out the trailers for the day, Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy Earthrise. So, yeah. So, Hasbro, the 
people that make the Transformers toys had their own little mini virtual Comic-Con, virtual panel, whatever, it, however they're doing this stuff right now. And uh, so they gave us a two minute, the two-minute trailer for the next uh, next round of World for Cybertron. Looks like it's picking up, I don't know, minutes after. So I'm good with that. I, I'm excited. For, I, I was not super excited for the other Transformers. I said I was. I was kind of like holding it back. But by the end of it, I was really into it. It was a good, yeah, a good story. solid six episodes. It was only six episodes. Yeah, six episodes, like half hour yeah. piece, basically. It was a good story, well told, good characters. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't that Optimus wasn't played by the normal Optimus guy, but was it Peter Cullen? Peter Cullen. Yeah. Um, but it's the, the guy who voices him is close. Yeah, it's a good fine. story. Now, here's a disconnect, Roger, and I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I asked... Someone who's slightly older than me that he kind of, he tends to not get into this stuff, and I asked him, "What? Sh- why would you not try?" He goes, "Because it's it's a complete detachment from human beings." And which which what is what does that even mean? What, which is me because like he loves. Here's the thing about it is he loves Pixar films and like animated. Like very often they're not human beings in those. Did you do listen to our show? He does. He's an idiot. Every week. Tell him I said that. Michael, you're an idiot. There, mm-hmm. Roger. But keep, please note Roger said it, not, not me. I did. I've known him almost my whole life. But but no, so, I mean, that's that's a weird distinction to think because there are plenty of movies that don't have anything to do with human beings. Especially especially if you like Pixar movies. Yeah, um, I mean, one of, the, one of their best movies is about fish. It's true. So... <laughs> Besides the dentist, there's no... Right? Yeah, well, I mean... There's also what about Wally? Yeah, I mean, well, Wally's a fantastic. Wall, movie, Wally's yeah. a ten. There are people in it. God, Wally's a ten. <laughs> it is definitely uh, maybe a nine, but okay, yeah. No, Wally's a great example, um, which is weird because he likes the animated stuff. I'm like, God, very often there's not people maybe in the movie, but they're not like the featured thing. Mm-hmm. So, but he asked me why I like it, knowing my likes and dislikes. Is I love Transformers. I love what they at least tried to do with them, but let's just not talk about that. But it's, I I don't care if they're chipmunks and gophers at war. As long as the story is well told and the characters are well flushed out and defined, I'm okay with it. Yes. It all depends on how you approach it. And the War for Cybertron trilogy, what was the first one called? We just, we, we just watched it. Siege. Well, Siege was well done. It was well written. It didn't overstay its welcome. Six episodes, 20, 25 minutes, tightly yeah. told story about a some... Robots. The, the robots, Autobots but, fighting but a losing war. they humanize the robots and very well. That's, but that's the key is human. So does everything, should should everything be humanized that's not human? Because we're humans. We only can relate to humans. Yes. But I'm saying if you didn't humanize them, would it have been as good an effort? I mean, do you want to walk around and talk with no emotion? <laughs> Just run computer simulations no. until somebody dies? That's what happened with the Lion King remake. We don't want to talk about that. That's, again, bad, 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 but... That's why I'm excited for it. It's got a good, good cohesive story, good characters, some death. Which you in the trailer. Now we're not spoiling anything because it's in the trailer. You think one of the, one of the Transformers we see is sure looks like Ultra, Ultra Magnus. Magnus. And if, if anyone would know, it's this guy sitting to my right here. Sure looks Roger like Ultra, Ultra Magnus. Always does. Well, I'm sure we'll, He's we will. Pussy. <laughs> I'm sure we will have that before the weather turns cold. Uh, at least here in, in the eastern part of the U.S. I'm if sure I'm we'll them, I hold it to early November. So, yeah, well, I think th- that's Thanksgiving-ish time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, Roger. What do you want to talk about first? Lovecraft Country episodes one through five. Sum up or the devil all the time? Ah, uh, we can talk about Lovecraft. All right, Lovecraft. Grace, what do you think about Lovecraft? <laughs> As you remember, I gave 
after we watched the pilot episode, I was all in. I gave it, I think, an eight. I am. I have removed all my body parts from that side of the line. There might be a foot on that all-in line, but I am not as crazy about it as I was. And I'm kind of... Because you and Chris, when we talked about the first episode, you guys had already watched the second episode, mm-hmm. and you knew how crazy bonkers it got. I didn't... I liked the first episode. Oh, it way was, more bonkers. It was still kind of grounded. Way more bonkers. And I mean, I like the parallel of like, you know, very racist 50s South... Um, we're, we're following a black family traveling across the traveling across country, you know, and then like through certain events, the cops show up, which when the cops show up, usually they're the good guys protecting you, but then the real monsters show up. All that, you know, motifs, I thought that was interesting. And boy, that show goes off the rails pretty quick. Yeah. That just, it left all things believable so, and just, holy crap. real short version about Lovecraft. This dude is weird. It's weird. Somewhere inside of it is a story that I'm compelled to still watch. Well, I'm committed now. I'm five episodes in. I gotta well, finish so, it. So that's the thing. So Lovecraft has individually named episodes. So much like when we talked about um, episodic, what did we just talk about? Oh my God! Why am I blanked out? This is good. Good radio. Good radio. Um, so with it being episodic, there is an overlying theme. It is not always the main focus of every episode. It, it kind of goes; each one kind of has their own their own piece of the puzzle. So I'm assuming it's setting up for something much larger. But I mean, we've seen them go from Chicago through a tunnel si- or end up in Boston, go through some weird tunnel system, and end up back in the basement in Chicago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it. It, it I just, just watched the whole episode based in Korea where half of the spoken word in that movie or that show was in Korean, which is a bold choice, by the way. Bold choice for that. I can't find what, what you're talking about. I just looked through all of our episodes lately. I can't find it. But um, I can understand what you're saying. But the, the, the story does cohesively move forward. I Maybe mean, not cohesively, but the story does oh move forward. Oh, my God, it's Mandalorian. Oh, the Mandalorian. That was like a long Son time ago. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what were we just talking about? Because I explained to Chris. Oh well, okay, fine. But so th- this the story does move forward in, in in a very in a very you know forward timeline. But each episode has kind of like a theme. They're named after different things, and it's it's a very prevalent theme through the whole episode. But man, this is now see, it's out here, there. Here's the thing: I don't have much exposure to Lovecraft. Um, my brother loves Lovecraft. He's going to be a guest on the show when we talk about the entire first. When we talk about the series in the, in- the entirety. Um, I now. Everyone that I talk to that has read Lovecraft saying that has not seen it and saying how racist is it? I'm like, why is that your first question? They're like, well, because Lovecraft is kind of, you know. Eh, I so mean, it this definitely, movie, this, this definitely is. Huge theme <laughs> is ra- racism, which, you know, it is what it is. But now, how it fits into the weaving story, that's something I'm kind of impressed with. Well, so with, with the whole race aspect, um, it does have. <laughs> Individual characters face different challenges around race and sexuality in this show uh, to a level that I don't think I've ever seen four or five different people going down the same path, breaking out and each having their own individual struggles with it. So that in itself is pretty interesting. So it's a, it's a dark story. And it just keeps getting darker, too, well, so, <laughs> which kills me because so I don't know what to do. That's the other part of this show, right, is I'm committed now. I'll tell you what, 
if we get to the end of the series or end of the show and it doesn't have a good solid ending, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> if it pulls a I know we didn't I thought we did but we didn't if it pulls a the out the outsider on us or pulls a Game of Thrones on us, I'm going to be pissed only because I'm watching this because I'm I'm now committed I'm 5 episodes in. I just want to finish it. But here's the thing that kind of kills me is you have Journey Smollett, Jonathan Majors, um we have Kenneth Michael Williams. Mm-hmm. Everyone's given you fantastic performances. Oh, yes. They're very the performances good. are some of the best I've seen in a long time. It's just the story to me is so out there. And I wanted to bring it up because we just talked about someone watching Transformers who can't get into it because they're not humans. Then I could get into it because they're personified. Um, where's my disconnect, do you think? Um, it's just it's it's an all the crazy asinine well, crap. So I, I think that's part of it, right? So most Much of better. this is because it's weird, and it goes. Here's the thing: it goes to the extreme of weird. It's not like something weird happens in each episode. The entire it just keeps getting weirder. Yeah, it's progressively going down a weird spiral. You know what? Some of this reminds me of is um all the the. The changing of this, like the skin, the the metamorphosis oh going on. Oh my god! You know what that reminds me of is Mission Impossible Two, and they keep ripping, ma- like ripping faces. faces off. It's yeah. like, stop it! You're ruining the effect if you do it a million times. I mean, stop in that same it. episode, I watched somebody get uh, stabbed in the buttocks with a heel. <laughs> with the with a what do you call like a, sil- uh, a stiletto heel? A stiletto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it was that one where you were laughing at. I did laugh. I, I was laughing. But here's the thing: it was a little much. This. This is very a, gory. A lot, a lot of the metamorphosis episode, I sat there going, why do I have to keep watching their skin fall off? Or why do they keep showing it? Yes. Especially the guy getting... No, I can understand why he is not a good dude. He pressures... No, I, I he, get he, it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, your your, your question, I, th- I, I think, is valid. In film, less is more most of the time. I think this is one of the times it would have benefited from having less of that on screen. Because it's, 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 it's kind of gross. Well, so there, there's a running theme of this show. There is a lot of gore. Like, an above average amount for even a, like, a scary, gory movie. Like, I'm not talking like Saw level of gore. But something... Not yet, anyway. Something happens in each episode where you're just like, ew. Yeah, it's just... why are we, Like this last episode? <laughs> they could you just get exploded. <laughs> With the... Uh, the Kreho thing with oh. the tails where they just rips them apart. <laughs> Why does that keep happening? But it's just okay. So again, Lovecraft. I've been told is just it's weird, and I get it. But one thing I I hate hearing when people say it's Lovecraft. No, I, I'm, I'm talking to you because I need you to explain Lovecraft writing to me. I don't. I haven't read much Lovecraft, so stop saying it's Lovecraft. Um, that's what I'm. I guess I'm trying to find out. Like, is this on par with most Lovecraftian things? Um, I will say one thing about the characters. There are only three characters, two characters I probably actually even care about. One is our main protagonist, Atticus Tick. Oh, I John. He's now one of my favorite well, actors. Right he's now. excellent. He's so good. But he's like, besides him and the weird dynamic he has with his dad, most of the other people I don't even care about. Is that weird? It's not weird. I mean, because some of them I, I just think are just wasted characters because they're just they could be combined or their their struggle to me doesn't matter anymore because like I just 
I, I want to move forward with the story. I don't like having these weird side we're, we're, offshoots. We're crawling forward in the that's story. My, that's my problem. Is like maybe it's I said, I, said, I said it poorly. I don't not their struggle. It's just I need to. I want to be moving at a faster pace. Given what the first episode did, yes, we haven't really seen more of those. Which what I was, if you we talked about the first episode. You know they go into the woods, the cops come, and then the real monsters come. And then we never really see more of that that matters. No, not really. Which is what, why, yeah. well, I think, why pull your punch that early then? And not, I think we're going to end up back to something like that. You think, I, I hope think so. I, I think it's going to come full circle. Now, obviously, I have no real idea. But uh, I, I definitely have that feeling. I don't like, besides Le- Letty Lewis and Atticus, um, I don't really care about, and, and one there's a major death in like the second or third episode. He was the only person, only, only other person I really cared about. Well, and by extension, his family. Well, so I care about Atticus's dad, um, and here's the reason: because his story has taken such a, a, a ninety degree turn. Oh my goodness! From where I ever. thought it was going. Jesus. Well, so at least I thought that was a bold choice, and if they just put that in there just to be weird i'm gonna be pissed pissed about it like it better be going somewhere and it better be worth the payoff because it's a weird it did take a weird i don't want to spoil it for no, you no no it's it's a big turn huge turn big some turn. people probably won't be okay with it some no. might I, I don't know it's just it's gone this show's gone in some very weird places again i don't have a problem with the weird places it's it just if, better be worth it. If the weird places don't matter to the story, then why are we doing it? Yes. I guess that's my thing. No, absolutely. Why are we doing it? And I'm trying hard not to be spoilery because one, you you spoil one thing, you spoil a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm not enjoying Lovecraft Country as much as I thought I was going to be. I mean, I'm here, I'm here till the end of the line, baby. We only have five more episodes that's in right. the first season, so if there's going to be more than that. But I, look, I'm committed only because I've watched five. Might as well watch the rest of them. So. Yeah, that's right. We will see where that goes, but overall, I'm just I didn't expect to be come down in my excitement for it. But keep in mind, there was a time in This Is Us, Game of Thrones, um, and a couple other shows I really loved that I really was not okay with it. And then like now they're my favorite shows. So who knows? It could it could go back to. You being, don't always have to agree with it. It just has to be worth it. Yeah, I just I don't see some of the decisions they've made panning out the way they want them to. But we'll see how that goes. I guess we'll find out. Um, Roger, how if you were as excited in the first episode, are you still there? Are you less? Are you more? Well, my expectations have changed. Is that fair to say? I think because the story has it's gone a such, a such a different direction. Now I'm okay with it, but like I said, like I, I can't keep saying this. And it it just needs to be worth it. I want that that shift. Like where they're going, I'm intrigued by it. But don't just blow smoke at me. It needs to be... It needs to make... The end, of, the end of this line needs to be good. I want it to be good. And I don't even know where they're possibly going with this thing. No, but. well, I think that's the other side of it. Is Half the time, I don't know what's happening. Like, even like even in the episode, I'm like, I have no idea where this is going to go. Yep. There's one episode, so... There's one of, the, one of the first five episodes. It's it, it ends, and then someone walks up to a character and stabs him in the neck, and then, then, it, then it really ends. I'm like, what the hell? Yes. I didn't even see that one coming, like, at all. And that's such a 90-degree turn. In that same episode, like, three 90-degree turns happen. It's like, oh, my goodness. But we'll see where that's going. I'm going to keep a close eye on that. Uh, I think the next show we're going to get into, when it once it's complete, though, is The Boys Season 2. So Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to some more Billy Butcher, for sure. Yes, good. 
All right, Roger, let's talk about the movie of the week. It is a Netflix film, The Devil All the Time, hell of a cast. Yeah. Let's get into the particulars. It came out September 16th, 2020, directed by Antonio Campos, who also wrote it along with Paulo Campos. So we have a joint effort here. Now, here's the the cast. Bill Skarsgård, Tom Hollins, Haley Bennett, Christy Griffith, Sebastian Stan, Jason Clark, Harry Melling, who is Roy, who is also who's Harry's cousin, Harry Dudley Potter. Dursley. Um, and there's a there's a few more now. And Pattinson. Oh, Robert, Robert oh my Pattinson. God. He is the the cast is good. Um, so going into this, Roger, it's a Netflix film. Going into the fact we've already had the Highwaymen, we've already had Mudbound. You're expecting this movie to be Oscar bait. Am I wrong? Ooh, Oscar Expectations bait, huh? going into it. Before you watched uh, it, did you, did I don't you know. think? I didn't have any. I really thought that this was going to be pining for that. Hmm. I don't think it achieved it, but I think it wanted to. Okay. So, that particular out of the way, The Devil All the Time, I've heard people talk about it. I've heard people say they hated it. I've heard some people say they loved it. I, I don't want to tell you where I am just yet. I want to talk, maybe get into our analysis a little, little bit. Roger, now, who... Let me rephrase did you like where the film went? Just as an overall, kind of a yes or no, small explanation. I mean, it's a weird arcing story. Is that fair to say? It is. Um, it covers several decades uh, of violence in America, and, and, and a particular portion of a particular location in America. Yeah, Podunk, Ohio, and Podunk, West Virginia. West Virginia, baby. What's the town called? Um, Knock'em Stiff, Ohio. No, Knock'em Stiff, that's in, awesome. In Coal Creek, West Virginia. Knock'em Stiff is the greatest Which are about 100 miles apart. Are they really? Just about, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so, and it's, it's, it's as much a film about fathers and sons, I think, as anything else. Uh, there's, a, there's a huge theme in this, in this one about fathers and sons. Uh, and, and also just the... It, it's, it's, it's in the title... The devil all the time of how awful people can be, I think, to one another, too. Yeah. Um, so going into it, Roger, who was your... Now, I'm going into the conversation this particular way for a reason. Mm-hmm. Who was your performance of the movie? Uh, well, that's a tough question because... I have a feeling you're tied between Bill Skarsgård. No. Really? Nope. Pattinson and who else? No, dude. Jason Clark character. Do you think Jason Clark? Listen, okay. because he's a crazy person. He's a creepy dude, he's man. He's crazy. I kind of saw him and, J- and um, Sebastian Stan kind of on the same Well, cue. so with Sebastian Stan, listen, I appreciate what he does, but he's only in this movie for, what, 10 minutes? Maybe. Maybe. Something like that? Getting, Maybe 15? And he's getting some action in a car for like a minute or Yeah, that. he's getting a handy <laughs> in a car, which I respect that. Yeah, I was, come on, we look... We've all been there. Respected. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, I liked... Okay, so the dynamic of the characters I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked this to share of Sebastian Stan, uh, Deputy Lee Bodecker. Great name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, who's, who's, who, who is, of course, always in line for promotion and, and election. He has, to, he has an image to worry about. And you brought up Jason Clark, so let's go there for a second. Jason Clark is plays Carl... Who's a guy who has a very weird line of work? Uh, he photographs people, and then with his with his wife, and then kills them, and then photographs them as he's killing them. Uh, after the guy, which is very strange, has sex with his wife. So yeah, it's uh, 
that's weird. Life, life in America was different. <laughs> that's that's weird. <laughs> that's a weird one, but I think thematically it makes more sense. It makes more sense when you think about it thematically than any other reason, because it actually has a huge impact on the story. But well, I mean, if there's anything that they are, they're consistent throughout this <laughs> story. <laughs> so this is, I think, 140 minutes, which is just uh, two yeah, hours, a couple 20 hours minutes. long. Yeah, and so. it feels probably longer. It, it, it drags. Um, it drags. I think drag. Bit. If I, there was at one time, I thought ten hours had gone by. Mm. I was watching this movie. Ten whole hours. It, it was You've long. never watched a movie that long. No, I haven't. But it sure the hell felt like it. Mm. Um, let's talk about Bill Skarsgård. Did you? There's a couple shots where he did the eye, like he, his he eye, dude. To do the, 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 the Pennywise. Thing. When he's sitting there at the the uh, the, the diner, no, or the no, diner. the diner. The first time, and he just like looks up at the wall, and just like, oh my god, he's gonna turn into a clown and kill these people. <laughs> and when he's sitting at the prayer long with his son and trying to pray to God about protecting his wife, which is again, <laughs> why are you so? <laughs> this movie is dark. There's so much loss in this and film. twisted and sad, and I laughed at very inappropriate things in this film, like. Let's start with the prayer, the prayer log for a second. When he's yelling at his son, or is Arden, Arvin? Arvin. Yeah. Arvin. He's like, you tell God what you did, and don't bullshit him. <laughs> like, he'll know. He'll know. Like, I laughed at that. Yeah. Like, he's yelling at his son to be straight with God, because he'll know if you lied to him. Well, see, I think it's, it's kind of a... I think it's a tongue-in-cheek poking fun at those kind of people also well, at, at least that specific area we, at we, that time in america we'll history. circle around to a part i really think yeah. they they poke fun at uh you know rural appalachia i kind of got that vibe too now i'm glad you brought it up because i was hoping i, I, I was i was i thought there been a chance you wouldn't i'm gonna bring it up but, but i'm I mean, glad you did there there's a sad story here like his wife gets cancer and dies like kind out of nowhere and you know he gets this plan to kill the family dog as a sacrifice to bring her back which we laugh at, Listen, but I mean... it's sad. And, dude, the part where he holds the flashlight up and the dog is crucified up on that weird cross, I was like, oh my god. Well, we laugh at it because we're so... Like, our understanding of because things Because I'm really desensitized it. to violence. <laughs> Fine, but it's just... <clears throat> what also brings you, like, religion was... In certain parts of the country, I mean, it is now still today, but in certain parts of the country, even then, it was huge. Like, yeah. just huge. It's and a... Just, it's a problem. It's, I mean, well, especially when a preacher does what the preacher does. Here. Well, we'll get to that here soon. <laughs> Reverend Preston Teagard, mm. what a great name, too. I loved his flowing shirts. Yeah, yeah, always had like, frills shirts. and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> his wonderful car too. Oh my goodness. But so you know, what I thought it, was weird. Then though, he ends up committing. He ends up slitting his own throat with a knife and dies. Like what? Who did that? Scarsgard. Oh, Scarsgard, yeah. which again is so weird, but mm-hmm. well, there's so much of a discussion coming up to that, but the narrator too, Donald Ray Pollock, this is based on a novel, so the, the, the narrator, I kept expecting to be somebody. He's not. And At least I don't think so. He's not, it's just, no, he's not anybody. Which, do you think that's weird? Nah, I appreciated it. Did you? I, I, I appreciated I, did. I appreciated his candor at some points. Oh, right, that's, I mean, sure. It, it it makes a movie that could have been longer not longer than what they would have had to do. No, I mean, I mean that's fair. But, like, this whole story, how it weaves in and out... Because who who's the real focal point of this movie? 
Is it Tom Holland's character, Arvin? Yes. I would is imagine he Arvin. The well, he's the only one that makes it through. I mean, I guess that's a weird spoiler, but he's the one that we've kind of follow. Or, I mean, the kids. I mean, isn't that the whole thing? Like, the, yeah. the, the, the sins of the parents follow Listen, the kids? There, there's a lot of death in this movie. Like, more than normal. Like, a lot. <laughs> more than normal. And I laugh at that because... Because it's some of it's funny? It's almost like, God, they just keep killing people off. I'm like, yeah. how does this family keep surviving this? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's also... I wonder, now, this is a kind of an off question, but I wonder how netflix got some of these people to play this role and i, stop, and I understand money, money i get that <laughs> but like as Haley bennett as the mother of young arvin how would you get Haley bennett to do this role given the, the the dark and you know just grisly nature of this film well some people like doing different things i mean that seriously we like hey we want you to come tell this sad ass story i want you to be part of it and some people are for that. It's, I mean, it's definitely different. It's out of the comfort zone for some folks. Yeah. Again, I, I keep circling back to this movie kind of lost what it was somewhere in the mix. Do you think that's wrong, Roger, to say that? What if it never knew what it was? But then why are you making it? If you don't have a clear direction from the get-go, why are you making it? That's not for me to say. That's true, I guess. Um, so, okay, more discussion points. Let's get into... So we talked about the, so Sebastian Stan and Jason, Jason Clark's character, which are very odd characters to begin with, and mm-hmm. some of their concerns are weird, and so I don't get... Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland, and Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. There's a wonderful scene with them in a church. I don't want to spoil it any more than that, but... You got time for a sinner? I think that's probably the scene of the film. No, actually, I... I mean, it's probably the the most acted scene of the film, but you know what my favorite scene of this movie was? When Arvin goes after the three guys that were going after his oh, sister. Oh, he When he just takes them out, because, so, they... We're cutting out a large part of this story. Yeah. So, when Bill Skarsgård's character, what was his name in this movie? Willard. When Willard gets back from Korea... Um, his mom tries to set him up with this woman, and he'd been home for four days. World War II. He's a Luger. Oh, sorry, World War II. Yeah. Sorry. That Korea's uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft country. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he gets home from World War II, and he's been home for four days, and his mom keeps trying to set him up with this woman from church. So his first Sunday, they go home, they go to church together. He decides that he wants nothing to do with her, and he goes back to Knockhamstiff, Ohio, where he meets the lady we already spoke about, and who ends up with cancer and dies, and has Tom Holland. Charlotte. Charlotte. So, but back to the lady for just a second. So, during that day at church, they have, like, a traveling preacher there, who is so filled with the Holy Spirit, he dumps spiders on his face, which creeped me out. Oh, my. I I had to fast forward. I couldn't. I was... I yeah. couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So it's uh, it's Mr. Harry Potter himself, Dudley Dursley, Harry Dudley Mellon. Dudley Dursley, baby. Um, it's his character. And she falls in love with him, and they end up getting married and having a kid. <laughs> right? Well, I forgot. Mia Wasikowska was the Helen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Keep, she's in it, too. So their story also intersects with people from Knockhamstiff, Ohio. Because he ends up sequestering himself in a closet... To get reacquainted with the Holy Spirit. It turns out he had gotten bitten by a spider in his face not long after his wife had had a baby. Because he was going from a church to do the dump spiders on your face thing. 
And in his hallucinations, he gets the idea he needs to make a sacrifice for God, much like other people in this movie. He takes his wife out on a hike, stabs her in the neck. With a wrench. With, with, a, screwdriver. with a screwdriver. Stabs her in the neck with a screwdriver, waits for her to die, and then basically is angry at God that he wouldn't bring her back to life through <laughs> resurrection. Now... Grayson, like I did, laughed at this because he's laying there with his wife's corpses in his corpse in her arms, yelling at God <laughs> to, to let him bring his well, wife back to life. Well, it's such an uncomfortable laughter, but oh, it kind of because like if it's wildly inappropriate laughter. But it's it's really one of those people really did think at least in like this this rural part of the country, you know, that was the common thought. And that was, it's a big theme in the film is, you know, religion has a presence, God, hence the name devil. There's, there's, you know, there's yeah. thematic reasons for it. It's, but it was a very uncomfortable laughter on my part. Oh yeah. They like, were, it's they're... one of those things like where they're poking fun, I think, at certain time periods in American history. Yeah. So they found her body seven years later buried in a shallow grave. <laughs> seven years. That's a long time. Well, this movie does jump back and forth though, well, which they I thought do. was probably so a poor choice. After... So, well, here's where the story starts to really intertwine. So, after, you know, his wife, after he accidentally killed his wife to and unsuccessfully rezzed her. Accidentally. You know. He uh, takes takes off in the car. He's got to leave his brother, who is uh, in a wheelchair, leaves him in the car and just starts hitchhiking as he fell asleep in the back of the car. Gets picked up by our buddies, uh, Jason Clark and uh, his wife. What were their characters' names? Uh, I forget what their characters start with an S, right? Sandy, Sandy's the oh Sandy and Carl. Sandy and Carl, they pick uh, they pick him up and they take him for a drive, and uh, you know they have a little bit of lunch together, and then he tells him that he needs to bang his wife or he's gonna kill him, and then he does kill him, and and yeah, and listen, it's a small world out there, <laughs> you know. Well, it's, I I was wondering how the stories were gonna intersect, and it had to be the traveling weird photographer that yeah. intersected them both. And they this, shot him directly in the face. As a as a weird one, there's a there's a they so they pick up a soldier who's on his way to Vietnam to go to his enlistment point to Vietnam to go over there, and they pick him up, have lunch with him, and then they shoot him. And then one of the scenes they're shooting him is he, the the guy's obviously been shot in the in the private parts, and there's like you just see it on screen. Like, why do we need to see that? Mm-hmm. Did we need to see that? No, I don't think we did. Incredible violence. Um, yes, yeah, a lot of incredible violence in this in this one, but uh, it's a lot of uncomfortable situations too. But so this is what brings it all back together because um, the the children, the two orphan children, end up living under the same home because uh, Arvin, you know, was sent back to live with his grandma, grandmother and uncle and Lenora and Lenora, who was then adopted because that's who she was left with. This was babysitting her as the mother was killed and uh, the father was killed as well. Oh, Lenora was Beth and Little Women. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. It's yeah. a big cast, man. Yeah, she was. She's fantastic. But so, yeah, and that brings us back up to basically as far forward as this movie gets, and then we get back to to more church because Grandma's big in the church. Lenora's big in the church. Arvin not so not such a fan of the church. Well, in those rural parts of the, of the country, you know, way outside of a big city, or you know, a lot of places in West Virginia, Ohio, where this takes place, is the church was pretty much how you lived your life. It was a social club. So, I mean, social gathering. But like, and people followed it to the T. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love Arvin and Lenora's grandmother, even though, you know, she is very religious and very, like, 
one remember that there's a scene where she takes a, a potluck mm-hmm. in the well in the, she gets super bummed out yeah because she brought chicken livers fried chicken livers and uh, this is where we meet Robert Pattinson's character for the first time, Preston Teagarden, in his flowing shirt and snazzy jacket. And his wonderful hair, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, How about his accent in this movie? It was good. I, I mean, he talks so high-pitched like this. He definitely played the part right, part well. Oh, he's a scumbag. He's a big scumbag. I have other words for him, but nothing appropriate, so... Right, and the grandma was really upset because she thought, "Oh, what if he didn't like my chicken liver?" Which he but then, ate all but of then right he said, the congregation. But then, he, but he made it a point that they brought it on a poor plate, and it's like, "This is the best you could do for me on my first day here." And grandma left crying in the car. Also, laughed at that. <laughs> well, I try to, I try to put myself kind of in that frame of mind thinking, and it's, it's, I guess it's hard. I don't have any experience, but I try to think about what those characters would have been feeling because i mean as as a writer it's kind of your job is to help put us in those situations with those characters yeah so, it's just not something that me or you would probably ever relate to. no it's not but it's i appreciate the time and the money netflix puts into these character or these period pieces i really think that the the detail does pay off in the pro column and not the con column the cons here are i think a story that is kind of not really well fleshed out like what um, it just like we said, it drags a whole lot of dragging. Some of the, some of the motivations I don't are also kind of not clear. Like for example, do we do we know why there those kids were picking on Lenora? But like which which drove her insane to the point where uh, Arvin had to go beat the living piss out of him. I mean, and that that was a big deal. Things are film. different back then. Well, I understand. That. I'm assuming they're just scumbags too. Okay, well, the, I fine. Fair. I think that's the easiest way for me to think about it. And she's the, she's weird. And the, they pick on her. The using the, the the different timelines to change. I mean, you had to. Arvin had to grow. I think that's why there was the timelines because Arvin had to grow up. Sure. I think that was what they wanted was young Arvin and then you know adolescent Arvin uh, when they wanted Tom Holland. But and I want to get to the Tom Holland versus Pattinson in a minute. But I I, I think a lot of this the the movie gets lost in itself. I think here and there's a couple of different movies that are kind of. Split together. Well, there, there are, together this movie's like movie. segments, yeah. And, yeah. But it's not like the bad way. It's not like this movie doesn't have its own identity because it's each person's story, and then you slowly see how all the pieces come together and it unwinds. So, but I don't think it paid off for the story. I was okay with it um, because well, so let's, let's dig back in the Pattinson for just a minute. So it turns out Lenore goes to visit her mom's grave after school every day. Tells her about her day or whatever, and uh, which I think is normal. Well, yeah. it's that's fine. But the first time that uh, Arvin doesn't go with her is the day he uh, extracts some vengeance on the guys that pick on her and also kick the hell out of him. And um, turns he, out he gets some good licks in. He throws a pretty decent beating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he puts the one guy's head in a paper bag and then bludgeons him in the face. But um. Oh, preacher, preacher Tea Garden was uh, watching Lenore out the, out the window, and it started raining. Let her into the church, and they had to talk about God. And uh, old Preston Tea Garden is a uh, scumbag rapist. Yeah, I mean he's so he's about a bad guy. Through you come uh, through the uh, the guise of the Lord led him through this. So, which I I think is kind of a because I mean look all through history of people you have. 
people using people using using religion power, to, to yeah. get things. You know, it's just that that's not a new thing. No, but but I think as far as this film goes, you really get an idea of how powerful religion was and is in in everyday life for some people. Yep. And uh, well, he's, because he's just literally telling her what to do, and she's just doing it because well, he, he told her God told him to. God say said it. you we, you need to you need to let God see you with no clothes Fully. on. That's pretty much what he meant. Take your clothes off. I mean, I yeah, that's what he said. And then he gets, you know, and then yeah, it, it ends up becoming a sexual relationship, and Lenore ends up pregnant. Okay, no one knows she's pregnant but her. Um, one morning she can't go to church. Which we knew what that we knew what the yes. that, the throwing up we knew what that was. Yeah, she has morning sickness, and she's pretty certain that she's pregnant, right? So she doesn't go to church that day, and she decides she's going to commit suicide. All right, which. Is not funny in any way, shape, or no, form. No, I don't want to make light of that. And she goes into the what did you say, like not like chick, but like a little like storage shed, like a barn or something, something like that, like a shed. Stands up on this bucket, ties up her rope, and as she's about to step off the bucket, has an epiphany that she was like, "They'll, can, they'll accept me. Grandma will accept me. They'll still love me." And she's like, she turns to get herself off, trips off the bucket, hangs herself, and dies. But like you think that's kind of a funny. Well, not not funny. It's just it's funny. Like really, that's how it happened. Yeah. So <laughs> that was one of those moments where I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> Like, cause it's just so like out of left field. It just it, it was weird. It's just a weird ending for for an otherwise great character. Well, it, but it puts it puts Tom Holland's character Arvin on this like path to find out what happened. And a little bit of time passes after they bury her, and he's met by a deputy when he's coming home from work that gives him like information on load. Like, hey, the coroner wanted you didn't say anything to anybody, but did you know Lenore was pregnant? And he's like, that can't be. He's like, well, the coroner may be a drunk, but he ain't a liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after he finds out he was pregnant, uh, he goes to have a talk with uh, Reverend Teagarden, which leads to the, the scene from the trailer. Hey, preacher, you got time for a sinner. And he starts telling him the story of all this stuff that happened, because it turns out Arvin had been watching Preston for the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, he does the same thing. Pr- Preston's a... He's pre- a scumbag. He's pretty much the worst human being ever. He u- uses his leverage to get Yeah, mind pregnant. you, we've already talked about yeah. people who kidnap hitchhikers, force them to have sex with his wife, and then get murdered, and they're not even the worst people in the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The murderers aren't the worst no, in the story. No, actually, they're it's, probably the most interesting. It's the reverend that's the worst. Yeah, yeah. And the connections of all these people, for example, uh, Carl's wife, Sandy, is the sister of Sebastian, Sebastian Stan, well, we're, we're, the, the we're sheriff. Gonna, we're going to get there. But, like, that's some really interesting connections it's, there. They, but, this is well written. Um, well, there are some parts I think are, I'm telling you, that scene inside the church, you may disagree with me, but I think that is stellar. No, I mean, listen, it's fine. You know what I think is hilarious about that scene? So this ends up with Arvin killing Preston. Spoiler. Okay, Jeez. but if you didn't Spoiler. see, it, listen, you had to see it coming. Okay, well, but the funny, the funniest part was, is as he shoots at him, see what Preston throws the Bible at him, <laughs> like tries to frisbee a Bible at him. <laughs> Congratulations on using that word as a verb, by the way. Frisbee. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, this whole the whole story, and then so he ends up on the he ends up on the run, which he ends up going north to get picked up as a hitchhiker by, by guess guess who people. he gets picked yeah, up I mean, by. It, it it is the brilliance here. I I think that scene in the church. If you're a cinephile out there, even if you have to, even if you don't want to watch this, 
find that scene when it starts. You'll, you'll notice it if you're fast-forwarding. That is the scene of the movie right there. I really do think so. When his, when his, when his head is down, the hat covering his face, and the preacher talking to him, and he goes, who are you? When his story... He's, he's just telling his story He's telling back the preacher's there. story of when he took the girl in the woods and with the bike and then, then went home to his wife and then continued and then did sexual things with his wife. Like, you're a piece of crap, which we didn't know... I mean, we knew because, like, it was kind of a weird voyeur's Yeah, like, you're watching all from afar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how we knew that. But that, I think, is a great... Because you see two... I mean, even though he's playing an, an awful character, Robert Pattinson is a great actor, and Tom Holland is a great actor. And to see them kind of off opposite each other, I'm not saying is the same thing as... For me, personally, when I got to see Denzel and Viola Davis... No, it's not the same. Not the same. But, I mean, it's still good to see... It would have been really awesome... To watch that scene on set, those two hash it out a couple of times, it would have been awesome. Sure, but I mean, it was a, it's a great scene. I personally, I think it's the best scene in the film. It's it's the scene that has the most weight to it. I think um, it's the scene that has the most consequences for their actions. I love that scene. It's kind of the culmination of what's all going on. Sorry, we spoiled it for you, but yeah, we, there's still plenty of it to watch. But so I do want to congratulate Netflix on making another overly depressing film. <laughs> Yeah, but look, Mudbound was incredible. Incredibly depressing. <laughs> Listen, Mudbound, Mudbound is tough to watch. But it's good. It, of course it is. I'm it's just excellent. Saying. So my point, do you, do you think people, you know, the, the, the executive at Netflix said, we got an Oscar contender on our no. hands with this. No, I, I think they wanted to think that with, with this. Well, I mean, they don't, so. How do you know that? You say that with such... You I don't know, think confidence. this movie's good enough for that. No, I don't either, but I think they well, wanted they, it to be. Well, I don't care what they want. I know what they made. I think... So, <laughs> well, that's the, the thing. How do I know I watched it? this movie, because of when it came out, I knew they knew they knew what they had and it wasn't what they wanted. If this movie had come out October, November, then I would have thought, oh, this is going to be Oscar time. This mm. is... They're in line for it. They're I mean, what's up to. for... What's going to be up for Oscars this year besides Sonic's Hedgehog? I don't know. <laughs> I hope Palm Springs. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> but it'll be... The Palm Springs, damn, God, that might be the best 2020 movie so far. Oh, uh, yeah, not a joke. What about a, well, um, Invisible Man's pretty... I mean, look, all it's jokes not aside, Palm Springs. <laughs> nothing is Palm Springs. <laughs> just, put your head, just put your head in the dash, you know. <laughs> Death is fleeting, but pain is... Pain lasts. Pain is real. It's very real. <laughs> um, hey, shitbird. Hey, shitbird. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the chick? Who'd you bring into this mess? Um, that's all from Palm Springs. If you hadn't seen, that's, that's yeah. A, watch that movie. Palm Springs is a hell of a movie. It just it's, Jesus Christ, it's so good. So how how do I want to wrap this up? This we didn't even t- we, we we even talk about Roy. <laughs> Him and all of his Harry Potter glory is he's an odd looking dude. Harry Melling. Yeah, he's weird. He's a weird looking guy. It's, mean, good, it's good to see he's getting work after Harry Potter. He though. stabbed his wife in the neck with a screwdriver. She didn't see it coming, and she was surprised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> Not as surprised as he was when he couldn't bring her back to life. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to laugh and make no, fun of it. Listen, I'm just... I laughed at very funny stuff in this movie that's absolutely depressing as hell and pretty much murder. So... It is. It's very depressing. Most of this movie is good. It's just... It's, it's not... This is a hard one. It's not like a quick put it on with a girlfriend type of movie. Or no, It's very no, different, no. you know. You really have to be in the mood for something like this. But on the on on the flip side, you have a great cast and you have really solid performances. So if you're someone who really looks for that, then you're in line for watching a watching Pattinson play this creep character is pretty 
spectacular though because man does he go into it his accent's crazy and he's yeah he's good just a scumbag like like Roger said it's funny how the, the people that kill people and murder them and take pictures aren't the worst people no in this film. no not at all they're not even close like the sheriff's bad the, you know and jeez Louise we didn't even talk about his arc Sebastian Stan oh my god he must have gained some weight for this role he had no I think he's fat suit Okay, you think it's a fast suit? Well, yeah, because, listen, he's still working on, uh, like, Falcon Winter Soldier. That's what I'm saying. It's like, he had to... I thought he was... There's no way he's, like, plopping on 40 and then shaving it right back (laughs) off. (laughs) Because his face is looking pretty rotund in this one, too. He only cares about his image, too, which kills me. Not even a... He does, but... I love that he wears a jacket that's, like, a size too small, and he, like, struggles to zip it up, (laughs) because he still doesn't give up the fact that he has gotten fat. I love when he just popped that... I just thought that was the greatest thing. Yeah. I think I... He had... Zero idea that was coming. Like, not even a clue. Perfect. Bozo or Bobo? Bobo. Bobo, <laughs> Bobo don't eat my leftovers. That's gross. That's gross. And you know what the tagline for this movie I loved? Some people are born... Some people are just born to be buried. That's a great tagline. Some, they say it at one point during this movie. Oh, they say this just... a dozen times. Some people are just born to be... Well, because it starts with Willard, then mm-hmm. hand down to Arvin. But, like, it said several different people say it through the timeline, which I think is great, too. I like the thing this movie as I, I really think this movie is better if you view it as a film about generations, fathers and sons carrying down legacies. I really think that's the better way to view it. This is this not movie. a fun family film. No, it's it's it, it's not Trolls World Tour. You're not your family will not enjoy this, but I'm the right family would I guess. But no, so, like, I would never let my nine year old watch this. Let's let's okay. Let's move on to scoring this then. This is a tough one to score. I think so. One of, the more, one of the more tough ones in a while. Well, so here's the thing, and I'm going to just ask you straight up a question. You don't have to put a number associated with it. Did you like this movie, yes or no? And I, I don't want, I don't want. well, I like this and a little bit of that. It's a yes or no. If no's zero through five and six through ten is yes, then yes. Okay, so you did like it. Well, because, I mean, I think that's fair. Because here's the thing. I don't think I like this movie. Because, so, the way we do our rating scale, if you know you're new here, is you do one to five, you know, pretty, you know, one is terrible, five is average. Or on very rare occasions, like Holmes and Watson, you give it a zero. <laughs> give it a zero. <laughs> you not one zero in my career. Um, wait, Grayson didn't even give it a zero. Think about it. Um, I gave it a two. Five is pretty much where we make the, the mark, demar- or the line of demarcation, right? If you, if you make a movie of five, it means it's dead average, and you would tell somebody that they should watch this movie. I don't think I can do that. And not because I think this movie is overly bad. I don't know who I'd recommend this movie to. Like who the audience is? Yeah. yeah. So I can't be like, hey, you want to check out an interesting movie? You should watch this on Netflix. Because if I tell that to some of the people, like, say, people I work with, which is generally, you know, people I talk to. The about next movies, thing, the next day, they're like, why the hell did you Yeah, they'll be like, that? that movie's so messed up. Yeah, why'd you do, why'd no, you do No, because then they're going to ask me questions about it that I don't want to talk about it. Like that's that's the problem that's that I the have. Funniest part but right there. but the thing is though, this movie's probably better than that. But I don't know who I don't know who I can recommend this movie to. Well, anyone who loves movies, definitely yes. But even if you love movies, you might hate this movie, because listen, it's not funny. It's not at least not th- intended. There, there's not great. Yeah, there's no real great resolutions to some of these stories. Like, it leaves big big plot holes wide open. Again, why you can't score it very high, because you just have so many questions at the end yes, of this movie. right. And then, like, they didn't give us the, hey, this went on, this movie just kind of ends. You know, I 
I was here for two hours and 40 minutes. You couldn't give me a damn good ending. Come on now. But, and then there's the other side of me. It was like, you know, you laughed at very unintentional comedy things. Well, you, you, know, you thought the story was welled together very well. Because I did. I thought that was interesting how they played it. How the, how the people that ends up connecting most of the people together are the serial killer couple <laughs> that drive back and forth picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> well, they're the ones that have to because it takes place in two different places. But you know what I thought was a big miss in this movie was... So Willard, Bill Skarsgård, which... Bill Skarsgård, we kind of downplayed. He has a great performance. Yeah, in he's movie pretty. Too. He's very good. Very good. He's better than he. He's more than just Pennywise. Let's say that. Um, he was. He has. He, we keep a couple. I don't say keep. We a couple of times we flash back to his his experience in the South Pacific in the war, mm-hmm. fighting the Japanese, and we come across like they don't really. That's the, the the parallels obviously with the with the religious part of it and the crucifixion. Yeah. Which his prayer log. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all that comes in, but I'm surprised they didn't do more with that. It's brought up a couple times in their narration yeah. about how, you know, Arvin always thought his father, you know, lost something in the war, lost something of himself, and it stayed over there, and all of him came back except for that part he lost, which I liked. But they never really did anything with that because Arvin didn't go to war. He didn't go to Vietnam. Nope. I mean, the only other person that was going to war was killed by the traveling murderers. Yeah. <laughs> that poor soldier. Let's tell you, he should be the one that we talked this week about. He was going to go off and he win the Vietnam good, War. He had for a good us. story. <laughs> going to end it four years earlier. He he was going to be the he was going to be the, the war hero of Vietnam, and they kill him before he gets over there. Um, to me, there was a lot of there was a lot of disappointment in this movie as far as threads they didn't explore fully enough, and they overexplored threads that I really didn't think need over overexplored. I'm sorry. Is it, is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean. It plays out. Listen, some of this movie just shakes out weird. It does, and there are there are large chunks of time. I'm like, what's that? Why? Why? <laughs> what Why the hell? What are we doing? What are we doing? I I agree with that. So what 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 did you officially give it? That's hard. I mean, it's not. I mean, just throw out a number, man. You're telling me to hurry up and <laughs> score something. I'm curious. Oh I know. What, I know what I want to give. Go it. ahead. Go first. Then I'm gonna give a straight six. Straight six. Because like I, I have to say yes, and I want to recommend it. And there's, I know exactly who I would recommend it to as far as individuals in my life who ask me regularly. Mm-hmm. But as far as if I had to write down who would you recommend this to, I would put anyone who likes good performances, period pieces, anyone who wants to watch a. A movie that wanted to be better than it is on Netflix. I mean, there's very few categories that this would fit into. All right, I'm gonna give it a four. I, I thought you were gonna give it a four. Well, and here's the thing: the movie's probably better than a four. I just I can't recommend it to anybody, so I'll just give it a four out of principle. But listen, Pattinson and Tom Holland and Bill Skarsgård and Jason Clarke—they play great roles in this movie. And are the great movie, characters. Well, too. so that's the thing. The, their pieces do not make this movie a whole bunch better. You just have to understand that their performances are very good. I think it's a, it's a fair thing to say. So, yeah. I would agree with that. A lot of this movie stretches on, and I do think that, like, that, the, the piece in the church, I think that was the, like, that was, like, the producer's, like, I can't wait for people to see this particular scene. But I think that's the, I think that's the sell of the film. And I, you know what, in the trailer, it ends with him... The camera slowly going in on 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 Tom Holland, and he turns around and looks behind him. It almost the trailer almost makes Tom Holland's character out to be the villain. If you yeah. remember the trailer, it sure. kind of makes him the guilty one, like mm-hmm. seem like the guilty guy, and he's absolutely not. Nope. Sorry, spoilers in a weird way, but 
I got to give it a six. I thought it was well acted. I, I didn't like. You asked me before if I liked the movie. It's a general yes, but I can't tell you this. This does not sit on my better movies of 2020 so far. Mm. I mean, it is what it is. Netflix. I'm glad you made it. Uh, you put some serious money behind it. I'm sure you lost something, but I can't say that an average person would watch this. Even if someone just said, oh, I, I like Tom Holland. I'll turn it on. It, after 15 this minutes... This ain't Spider-Man, bro. <laughs> after 15 minutes, they're watching something else or it's just off. Yeah, this I ain't... I promise you. This ain't Twilight and this ain't Spider-Man. <laughs> this is not what this is. It's not a love child of those two franchises. No, no, no. no. So, but... Uh, but to give it a six, I think, is disappointing. To hear get a four is disappointing. I mean, listen, I, I wanted to be better. But by the end of it, I was just like, will this movie just be over? <laughs> I seriously... Because that's the thing. I, I've said on the show before, I have walked out of a movie because they've been so bad. I have done it. I am not afraid to say that I've done it. But when I'm sitting at home on my couch, like, where can I go? I can't leave. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, I that's mean, the thing. I've only ever walked out of one movie and it was ultraviolet. Well, I mean, I walked out on uh, Medea. The oh, you funeral. did? I, I didn't walk out. I no, just so wanted to finish Grayson, it. When I told Grayson I walked out on it, he got so mad then he gave the movie a two. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, dude. That movie was awful. Yeah, it was, it was horrific. Oh, my God. But Ultraviolet was bad. Back in 2005 with Mila Jogovic, that movie was also awful. I, I walked My brother and I walked out of that one. It was yeah, so bad. So bad. Well, I mean, it's I kind of I think a disappointing week. Because I both of these things I want to be better. Lovecraft and The Devil All the Time. I wanted to be better. And I'm That's just disappointed. Fair. So, I mean, as, for me, it's a week of disappointments. I don't know mm. how you feel about that, but... I bet you have a lot of weeks full of disappointment. Thanks, man. <laughs> and so do a lot of women in my life. hey yo. <laughs> All right, Roger, anything you want to say to wrap the show up? No, I'm just going to focus on your disappointment. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. This has been episode 193 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts on Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following four. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, following five, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at LoveCinemaPod. I am at Grayson Maxwell one I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. I apologize. It's been pointed out to me. I haven't been posting a lot on Facebook. I'll, so here, here's I'll get better with that. With that. We're, we're, we're trying to keep stuff as current as possible, but without a whole bunch of stuff coming out, it's kind of tough. But I don't. But our thing is theatrical releases. Yeah, that's... So, and I'm yeah. trying to be... Because not a whole lot's going on right hey, now. And we're listen. Up. People, at least next week, we have a movie in the theater to talk about. Yeah, we do. What's up? What's up? <laughs> it's old, but it just came locally. So. That's right. Check us out on Facebook at For the Love of Cinema. Check us out on YouTube. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Next week, we'll be checking out Enola Holmes, which is a Netflix original film, and Infidel with Jim Caviezel on in, in the theater. Movie theater. Going back to the movie theater. It's, it's so weird how, how odd of a, of a concept that is right now. Yeah, give me, give me Greenland, cowards. Mm-hmm.